Happy New Year! It's hard for us to believe that a full 52 weeks have passed since Dean was blessed to take over the reins for the founder and original host, Jerry Calouette. The year has flown by, and now we're heading into another year. This being our last week of 2023, we found it fitting to visit an old friend of God's Great Outdoors and Jerry himself. He has assisted on some of the Trail to Adventure conferences in Michigan and has been a guest on God's Great Outdoors radio twice in the past. Let's go on the final show of 2023. We appreciate that you have all joined us over the past year, and it's certainly been an amazing adventure. So let's join Dean and his guest as we travel down the Trail to Adventure. Welcome to God's Great Outdoors, a trail to adventure, and I am again in Roscommon, Michigan, and I'm with a great friend. I'm with Dr. Mike Ritchie, and Mike, welcome to the show. Welcome to Roscommon, Michigan. <laughs> when, when I'm in need of a hunter for a, for a special needs hunt, you've been very helpful. You've got a, an amazing web of influence with a lot of people and you've served many, many people uh, through the hunting industry and in ways that introduced them to Christ or to grow them. Yeah, uh, it kind of started with a young man uh, that was brought to our church by a friend, Dan Holbrook. He was uh, 14 years old and contemplating suicide. Dan uh, shared with him, come on, man, uh, come to church and hang out with us and uh, forget about all that, you know. So we were discussing some hunts and things that we were doing, and he he says, well, I want to go hunting. The young man was completely blind. We kind of laughed, and I said, that's what the world needs, a a blind teenager uh, with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) And so we all laughed, and uh, I thought, why not? You know, Why shouldn't he be able to go hunting? So I checked it out. Sure enough, if he got his hunter safety, that he would be able to go hunting with a laser on a gun and and so we did you've been you've been very blessed because you've blessed so many others mm-hmm. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about because we've not done a show someday we hope to do a full show on kicking bear our our church was one of the original churches that were involved in center shot ministries so we've been doing uh, a camp a friday and saturday night at bambi lake camp in Roscommon. For about four years, and it was great. Uh, we would have a team shoot a competition on Friday night, uh, have a inspirational speaker in the evening, and then the next day we'd shoot individual tournament, and then we'd hold the baptism, then we'd go home. I heard about kicking rear camps from a friend, Ray Lear, uh, in Center Shot, and he said he went to a camp and there was 400 kids and 125 of them gave their hearts to Christ. And I thought, man, i got to meet this guy and see what they're doing because we all dream about something like that, Mm -hmm. you know. So I got a hold of Ray, and he came to uh, Bambi Lake and put on a camp, him and his wife Karen. God blessed that camp. And it was the first time that he had ever done baptisms with kicking bear camps in the first one was his grandson. No kidding. Yeah. Well, I think before we get into some more, let's take a break and we'll let Adam thank our sponsors, uh, those that make this possible. And then we'll come back and we'll find out about some of the other things you're involved in and we'll talk a little bit hunting. All right. 
For the last 26 years, God's Great Outdoors Trail to Adventure has been broadcast out to win men and women, boys and girls for Jesus Christ. This is only possible by the generosity of our listeners. Thank you to all who have supported us in the past. God has blessed us because of you. We pray for you to feel his blessings as well. Additional underwriting support has been provided by Matthews Archery, the leader in the archery industry. Mission Archery, with revolutionary crossbow technology. Three Rivers Archery, supplying everything you need to make your own traditional archery equipment. Hunter Safety Systems, saving lives is what we do. And Conviction Game Calls. At Conviction, we do not separate work from our faith. We believe that our faith should be evident in every aspect of our lives, and the outdoors is one of the best places to share that. God's Great Outdoors has produced many ministry tools, including tracts, DVDs, and books to help you reach others for Jesus Christ. You can access these items, other God's Great Outdoors items, and so much more at our website, ggoutdoors.org. That's ggoutdoors.org. It's the season of giving and serving, and we'd like to offer our listeners, readers, and supporters a special gift from God's Great Outdoors. During December, we'd like to give you one of the outdoors devotionals written by our host. Dean has shared many hunting, fishing, and outdoor stories combined with scriptural truths in these devotionals. Every donation of $20 or more to God's Great Outdoors will receive a 30-day devotional. Gifts of $100 or more will receive a 365-day devotional and journal. These devotionals will become a daily activity that will bring you back day after day. Become a partner of God's Great Outdoors this month and be rewarded with a gift that will keep on giving. And thank you for your support of God's Great Outdoors. Welcome back. Thank you, Adam, for that information. And we are sitting with Dr. Mike Ritchie in Roscommon, Michigan. And we've had a bond. I think you started reading some of the stuff I was writing, and I'm not sure how that happened, but it happened, and and we've been both blessed because of that. I hope you've been blessed. I've been blessed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I started uh, reading some of your devotions, and I thought, uh, man, this guy is getting together with God. It seems as though the Lord is speaking through you to sportsmen, and and um, I had known Jerry Calouette for many years, and many of the speakers that uh, spoke at our wild game dinners over the years, Jerry had recommended the speakers that I was familiar with God's Great Outdoors, and then I got familiar with your writing, and then it one thing led to another. I met you up at Gaylord uh, and uh, with the uh, Monster Buck uh, group that you're involved with, yep. and had you down to do a, a Bear Man ministry talk at our church, and just a number of things that, uh, and as our paths got closer to closer, uh, we seem to have many of the same associations. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, your family, and then maybe when we get through that, maybe you, with that, you can share some of your favorite hunts. I grew up in a home where I knew I was loved. Uh, my parents were always there. From a very young age, I remember uh, walking with my dad pheasant hunting in the fields across from our house and anticipating the first deer hunt with him uh, up in northern Michigan. Even those uh, times of anticipation, you know, are good memories. Back when I was probably about 14 or 15, he began to go to a place in Marion, Michigan. His boss 
bought a 400-acre parcel of land that was just chock full of game, beaver ponds, uh, ridges, and uh, it became our heaven away from heaven, you know. Mm -hmm. So probably in in 15 years that I was there, I shot 13 deer. Mm -hmm. It was just a, a place for a young man to grow up and I'll be connected with the outdoors. So uh, those memories are great. Night times uh, when my uncle would drive in at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, just leaving work to get there for opening morning and having him knock on the door at 3 o'clock in the morning, then have to get up at 5.30 <laughs> to go out to the blind. And all those memories, uh, our cousins uh, hunting with us. and Great memories. I You know, I was raised in a family camp, too, and... And those, as you're talking, it's bringing back vision, sights into my own mind and the things and the memories. And we, we were blessed to be raised mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. I would say we, when I was a kid, we would go for talks. He would say, do you want to go for a walk? And, you know, I just got done with football practice yeah. and uh, I was exhausted. But I would hop up and go for a, a talk with my dad, you know, because we would take the dog and walk along the Clinton River mm-hmm. and uh, have our little dog chasing up pheasants mm-hmm. and uh, rabbits and all that stuff. And we would talk about what's important in life and how to become a man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've carried that over into other people's lives. Yeah. Well, I hope so, because uh, the world sure needs it, doesn't it? We do. All of us, you know, all of us need it. And a couple of us, a few of us are blessed with that. That's a rarity today. Yeah. And, and you are very blessed uh, because of that. And, and you have blessed many others with that same type of, of concern and love. Do you have any favorite stories of, of specific hunts? I mean, you've done a lot of hunts. Last year you did a, a big elk hunt, which wasn't successful in taking elk. But uh, but you've, you've had a lot of hunts. Yeah, I've... Elk is my nemesis. I, uh-huh. I, you know, I, I say that elk is a four-letter word, but I don't know how you spell it <laughs> with four letters. Uh, so I've harvested one uh, elk with a, a bow in Oregon, uh, a cow. We had to pack it out in a hailstorm, and oh. it was it was quite a, a fun, yeah. fun adventure, <laughs> but uh, great times. And even though being as unsuccessful as an elk hunter as I want, I am. The elk hunts seem to be the biggest challenge and the most excitement. Uh, elk hunts uh, with friends out west uh, always uh, uh, open up my mind. And and I always tell people I love Wyoming. Antelope, mule deer hunting, I've had a great time. And, you know, we grew up as uh, people, our family harvested game for food. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've gotten away from that in our society a little bit. It's all about the trophy we would go out with some friends. Uh, I remember one time going out and with rifle and getting uh, four mule deer does and six antelope does and uh, coming home with a freezer full of food and lots of memories and and being able to just get down deep into that Wyoming terrain and just really see what it's like. One of the most enjoyable elk hunts I've ever done was a cow, a late season cow elk hunt. Mm-hmm. And it was a depredation hunt on lands that had too many elk. Yeah. And uh, so we went and Linda went with and my dad was there. One of the last hunts he did with mm-hmm. us, it was a family thing, you know, but we, we had a lot of fun and we brought home a lot of meat that uh, 
A young elk is probably the best eating there is on the planet, in my opinion. It's the memories that carry in those hunts. It's like my taxidermy on the wall or yours on your walls. The taxidermy is only there to remind me of the hunt, not to show off the animal. Yeah, right. it's mm-hmm. to me, it's the memories of the hunts and the blessings that were. I mean, we we lots of times we've uh, morning devotionals before the hunts and right. evening devotionals and. Those things you can't you can't put a price to those. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're going on a, a hunt where you're just squeaking by financially to get it done. You know, my dad's first elk hunt. I think it cost him 150 dollars with tag and travel and everything. <laughs> At that time, they could kill an elk, a buck, and th- two or three does in Colorado. They filled up because again, that's what we that's what we ate. Mm-hmm. You said we've gotten away from that. We really have. Probably one one of the most spiritual hunts that we've been on is in Ontario bear hunting, and I have the heart of a guide just like you do. Yeah. I, I want to go. Uh, I'm going to be a, a camp chef. I'm going to be a, a, a helper with a butchering. Yeah. I'm going to do all that stuff. And sure, I like to shoot something, but I also like to be a member of the camp and be involved. It was about 2019 or something. And uh, we had a group of guys, uh, nine bear hunters and ten fishermen, mm. and that was quite a cumbersome camp. You know, it, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. it wasn't really um, it was a lot of work. But we went out on the first night of the hunt. A young bear, probably one forty, comes walking in, and you know, as you know, bear bears are hard to judge. But mm-hmm. I knew uh, it was a, a young one, and. It would go grab a piece of uh, bait and come and sit down at the bottom of my ladder stand and look up at me. And I'd say, man, this guy is using me as a human shield, you know. Because <laughs> uh, I knew uh, something was coming because he, right. he didn't want to stand by the bait. Uh, all of a sudden, his ears perk up and he runs up the tree next to me and gets about seven, ten foot above me and looking down at me and looking at the woods. And uh, all of a sudden, here comes the big guy. We harvested him, and uh, it was a Pope and Young scoring bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the next that evening, uh, one of the guys that were on the uh, fishing trip asked me if I wanted to go walleye fishing. And I said, "Sure." So, what time do you want me to meet you at the truck? And knowing that walleye best bite at morning and evening, mm-hmm. he says, "It doesn't matter." And I said, "What do you mean it doesn't matter?" He says, "It doesn't matter." Meet me at the truck at noon. Noon? <laughs> so in the morning, we pick blueberries. So then we go out with this guy, and he's driving through what I call the Canadian car wash with his truck, you know. <laughs> it's like you're driving through these wet branches, you know, and it's just, you hear scrape and scratch and everything on his uh, truck. And we get to this spot in the middle of the woods, and there's no lake around. He goes, well, uh, we're here. And I go, well, where's the lake? He says, about a quarter mile that way. He says, yeah, he goes, I only brought you on this fishing uh, trip because uh, I want you to carry the motor and <laughs> all this other stuff. So so he had this little cart. I had the motor, the gas, the fishing rods and everything. And I said, aren't you going to carry anything? He goes, uh, well, no, I'm the guide. <laughs> so so we, we uh, he, you know, he told me that this is just... Uh, it doesn't matter what you bring, what fishing pole. You don't need any bait. You just need to bring some twister tails. And 
he pushes offshore and he goes, I want you to drop your line down right now. And uh, so I dropped the line down. We're only 50 foot offshore. Yeah. Bang, a 16 inch golden uh, fat little yeah. uh, walleye. And I say, uh, man, that's going to taste good in the pan. And he goes, we're not going to keep anything until an hour before dark. I go, oh, man, you know, you're, <laughs> you're killing me. I can taste this thing. Yeah. We caught 120 walleyes that day wow. and the 50 pike. And uh, he said, how does it feel to be outfished by an old man? <laughs> I says, uh, how many did you catch? And he said, I caught 80. He says, you caught 40 walleyes. And I said, this is the best day of my <laughs> life. <laughs> and he had kept track in his... I don't think I'd want to play cards with a guy like that. He's coning. Yeah. yeah. But I think the most I ever caught in one day was 14, and 40 was far above yeah. my average. And you only had a half a day in. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. uh, but, so that was cool. And the spiritual part of it is was uh, Randy McPherson uh, uh, brought a friend and named John Skip, Skipworth, if you ever... Look him up on the internet, and he told his story about how he had five felonies by age 21, was wow. thrown in jail. God had brought him through all that magnificent story, and and uh, how God redeemed him. As he's telling the story, you know, 20 grown men are in tears. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the men told me, uh, that hunt was the best experience I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? And he says... Uh, I said, the best hunt? He said, no, the best experience in my entire life. Uh, you don't know how someone's story uh, is going to affect people. And right. It certainly affected me and and uh, those that were in camp and uh, some others sharing their stories as well. Yeah. One of the things that I would just like to tell the, the listeners is that, you know, I've been saved for 40 years. I was in... I tell folks that I was um, drugged to church every Sunday. I was a drug addict, you know? <laughs> but that was a good foundation for me. But I wasn't saved, and uh, I got into the world. And when I was in college, uh, did a lot of partying and things that I'm not proud of, and all that. But one night, I was uh, I was finished studying, and I had the habit of listening to Johnny Carson before I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And I had this television that I was uh, picked out of a dumpster. Uh, and there was a specific reason it was in the dumpster. It had no picture. It only had sound. So I would li- I could study and listen to the TV uh, and not be distracted. I would do that till 11 o'clock and listen to uh, Johnny Carson and then go to sleep. Well, one night I was listening and I couldn't sleep. It was like, okay, I'm not a kid anymore. In six months, I'm going to graduate and get married, and uh, my life is going to change. And wh- how am I going to live my life, you know? And all of a sudden, uh, Jerry Falwell, the old t- time gospel hour, came mm-hmm. on. You know, you talk about the power of radio and TV. God's Great Outdoors uh, reaches a lot of people that you couldn't reach in your local church. Right. And I listened to that, and I realized for the first time that I was a sinner and I was going to go to hell if something didn't happen. They they said that Jesus Christ, while we were yet in our sins and our trespasses, Christ died for us. And I said, I'm certainly a sinner. He said, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
And so if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. And so I got on my knees in my little apartment mm. building in Davenport, Iowa, in my last uh, semester of college at, at uh, Palmer College of Chiropractic. And I meant business with Jesus mm. Christ, prayed to receive him. And then uh, from then on, trying to, we're all still in the journey. Right. You know, we're trying to become more like him every day and just the the thing that has been so important to me as a, a young man growing up without really understanding or hearing or reading the Word of God. You said that kind of an adventure you were talking about, but and and I recently wrote, and I, we may have talked about it on the show a little bit, but as a Christian walk, wherever we're at is our next great adventure. Some people look at Christianity, and I know there's probably listeners that are listening and saying, yeah, that's, you know, I'm not ready or that's not for me. But the Christian walk is a continual adventure. I, I can't believe that I would have had the ventures that I did in my life if it hadn't been for Christ, because I would have been living for me. And when you live for Christ, your perspective is different and he blesses us in just amazing ways. And I see that in you, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, life is short. We're we're deep into the third quarter if we're, <laughs> yeah. if we're not in the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, uh, but you know what? The the nice thing is, the the nice thing is when we've when we've come to the point that you came to in your room on your knees, when we when we come to that point, that's the beginning. Mm-hmm. We could be ninety, and that's still just the beginning because eternity in heaven, what we're dealing with now does not compete in the least with what we're going to deal with and what we're going to experience in heaven, and that's a good thing about the Christ, the Christian walk. An adventure from day one, and it never ends. Mm, yeah, yeah, and it's all about Christ and and other people, right? Um, and it's never too late for us because we're living out the the great commission in Matthew is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. I'm very blessed to be able to go into all the world on radio and on podcast, and it's going all over North America and all over the world with podcast and. Each of us has that responsibility. When we come to Christ, we can't just sit on our hands and say, oh, I'm safe, mm-hmm. because we're given a job to do, and you're doing a great job with that, just by loving people, and you do. You've got a loving heart that I recognize and I appreciate, and I really appreciate your time here. This is this has been, uh, went, time went by so fast. Mm. Well, you know, the, the journey is a lot better with folks like you in our lives, and uh the encouragement that we get, uh, uh, people who have a like uh, faith commitment, we have the same goal. So it's been great spending time with you. I look forward every time uh, we see you. Well, one of these days we'll we'll do a hunt, Lord willing, and we'll uh, and we'll have a great time doing that. I'm sure. But thanks again for your time, and thank you for your dedication to Christ. If you've not made a decision for Christ, as as listeners. Don't wait another day because we don't know when our next day is coming. We don't, we don't know when our next breath is our last. As we said, life's an adventure, and it's just beginning in the Christian walk. So as, if you're listeners that, that don't know Christ, please find somebody or send me a message. Uh, send me an email. Go to the website, and I will get with you, and I will spend whatever time necessary to see you through till you're where you should be. Again, we, we're thankful for all the listeners out there. And Adam is going to see us off. And we hope that next week you join us again on the God's Great Outdoors on the Trail to Adventure. What a year it's been. 
It feels like just last week we put together our first radio program and podcast. God has gone on before us to reach people across the great nation and throughout the podcasts around the world. It couldn't have been done without the Lord's leading and the help of many others. In today's program, we learned that for those of us raised in the outdoors, fishing, hunting, camping, and just enjoying time there, we are very blessed. When we mix that passion with a relationship with Jesus Christ, it makes life so much more fulfilling. Dr. Ritchie has taken a passion for Jesus, for people, and for God's great outdoors, and he has used it to win many souls from an eternity in hell. With 2023 in the rearview mirror and 2024 in the windshield, we look toward Philippians 3, 13, and 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not regard myself as having taken hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call on God in Christ Jesus. So for today, here on Trail to Adventure, Dean and I wish you the happiest new year. We hope that 2024 will bring you great joy to you and your family in God's great outdoors.